Welcome back to another episode of the War Room Podcast, uh, brought to you by Blitzlinux.com. Uh, here I have, again, not going to do that. Learned my lesson last time. I got Chaz, I got Nick, and I got Nate. Um, not going to butcher anybody's names. I got all the names right on this list. I'm doing pretty good right now for this episode. Uh, but we are going to be talking about the top five safety prospects. Basically, we're going to spend half an hour talking about the top one prospect, and then we'll pepper in the rest of the few because, let's be real, we've got one guy who needs to be number one overall, who should be talked about in the top five, top ten rank, or, you know, uh, overall picks, but is not. Um, I will definitely let Chaz have the floor when we get there because it's going to be ridiculous. This man's been begging and dying to talk about uh, his favorite player in the draft, and so we're going to get there in just a second. Uh, but again, I gotta, I gotta throw this out there. This man's got COVID nineteen, and he's still, he's still coming out and and making podcasts, Nick. I appreciate you, man. Um, I know I asked you earlier, but thank you for making it. I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, tell tell the fans how excited you are to talk some some safeties. Oh, I'm very excited. Uh, I I did scout Kyle Hamilton, uh, and I I'm, I really wish I knew at the time that Falele was with Chaz. I would have made a trade for scouting reports, but I'm very excited with the safeties here. I would have and... taken that trade in the heart. Oh, God, we as well, pal. We as well, we as well pal. But, yeah, yeah I'm, but... I'm excited to be here. I'm glad to contribute. And let's go to war. I'm going to definitely be trying to make some trades with you in the uh, the mock draft there, if that's what you want to do is be trading Falele for, for Kyle Hamilton. Um, <laughs> but... Scouting report, right? I do, I do have scouting one... Report. I do have one current event that we didn't talk about and that's the NFL announced when they're going to release their schedule. So I want to ask each one of you real quick, what game are you looking forward to the most for your favorite team next year? Oh. We to... know the opponent. Yeah, we do. But you put kind of put I... me on the spot here. and I, I, th- I know. I did it on purpose. I... <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give mine just to throw out there. I, I'll pray to God that they don't put Cincinnati at New Orleans – in London. That would be the worst thing ever. I want to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase go back to New Orleans to steal an extra home game. It'd be great. And also <laughs> I want to see that in prime time. It just that's just to me that's just good TV. I want to that's the game I'm looking forward to the most next year. Oh uh, if you guys know your team's opponents and what divisions they play and everything, if you got a matchup you're looking forward to going against or whatever. The favorite one. game outside of the division? Yeah, go outside of it, whatever, whatever, in division, outside division. If you want to humble Broncos fans or Chargers fans, go for that, whatever works for you. I, uh, this one will, I, I love watching all the Jets games, but the one I'm hyped for is Jets-Lions because I am a big Dan Campbell guy. And at the time when Gase got hired, I said I wanted either Jim Caldwell or Dan Campbell at coach. So I would be very hyped to see Detroit versus the Jets. 
You have you and me have extremely different tastes in football. But continue. <laughs> yeah, I, was thinking, I was like, if you want to talk about putting like order of rank of important games, Lions and Jets have to be so far down the list. That combination of 30 of 32 franchises never been said I know. together. I'm, I'm, never I'm, I'm being honest here. I'm hyped for football. Jets Lions. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest here. I want to I, see Dan Those, words, those words have never Love been it. spoken before. Uh, we appreciate it i love i love dan campbell and i want to see him face off his coach team face off against sala that's just my opinion did it came down to the senior bowl with us all just as many talented players chaz i i need a degree bro i can't miss school so i i really wish i went down there but i really need that degree <laughs> i'm glad they picked up on that <laughs> I'm definitely not looking forward to uh, playing New Orleans, no matter what game it is. Um, I'm not looking forward to playing uh, the Rams, because the Rams have had our number the last two years. Um, but I am looking forward to that Cincinnati Bengals game, I'll tell you that. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, whooping Green Bay's ass, because that's what we do. So uh, those, are, those are the two games, Bengals and Green Bay, what I'm probably most looking forward to least looking forward to is always going to be um is always going to be those rams like they're they're just bad and then new orleans it could be trevor simeon it could be Jameis winston they beat our ass at least once a season at least hey chaz are you hyped for Bengals versus jets bro that's gonna be fun oh uh, chalk it up coming off of last year i am not but <laughs> nate are you uh what are you excited for Jack, you're not excited. You mean you, you don't even want to mention Tampa Bay versus Kansas City and Germany? Is that the Germany game? Oh, that's more I than likely. It's... More than likely because uh, Kansas City was named like the Germany region ambassador or whatever oh, okay. before. And then they said they're going to have a game. Everyone's speculating it's, it's more than likely going to be Kansas City, it Tampa would, Bay, and Germany. It would be. Uh, I was talking about that like a year ago when they when they officially got announced that the Bucks were going to be going to Germany or whenever that was. Like if it's right around Oktoberfest, oh man, you want to talk about like the most perfect epic vacation ever for me who works for a brewery outside of you know working for Key City. Like I'm kind of a passion project guy, beer and football. I kind of love so. Yeah, if I got to mix that into one vacation and we went in and beat Patty's Patty Mahomes, that'd be great. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. Yeah. That's not happening. We we didn't do that two happening. years ago. We're not the better prospect or the better team right now. Come on. Wow. Man. You think okay. you think that we're not the better team right now? I do after, not know. After they've lost Tyreek Hill, after they've lost all those players, we've kept all of our guys and added. You kept all of your guys? Most of them. Most of them. I mean, well, maybe, about, well, maybe well, minus <laughs> minus minus Kappa and JPP and the Dominican suit. Yeah, we kept them all. Yeah. We're, we're doing all right. I think we're doing. I think we're doing pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing mm-hmm. a lot better than KC, who's definitely not projected at number one in their division currently, and the Bucks clearly are. They're not. Who by who? Who, who are I they think not most projected? betting websites have have once they Hill have, left. I think he they they bumped them down big time from being the the favorite. No, the they favorites. did not. There was there was zero change in Vegas after they lost Hill. There was like barely any change. They were still like third overall favorites for the Super Bowl even after they lost Hill in Vegas. I mean, I've learned to <laughs> not. 
I've definitely learned after this last year to not write Patrick Mahomes off ever. Like, just don't bet against them. Don't write them off. Don't don't ever. I'm sure that they can be as good, if not better. But unless it's the second half against the Bengals, <laughs> then you can write them off. Mm. I gotta mm. get my shots in before the revenge mm. comes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's that? What's that gif? Patty Mahomes just over here. Oh yeah, he's just taking notes on everybody. Hey, can I tell you though? I'm rooting for Pat for Patty and uh, Josh Allen to beat Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers' ass on the golf the golf course. I I want that. Oh yeah, I want that. Especially because Tom's already talking trash. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Me and Josh go way back. Like, I was at I was at Grandma's 91st birthday. Like, we're from the same town. Like, do not come at Josh Allen. I don't care if you play for my team or not. I don't care. Yeah, Josh well, that's, Allen. That's another. That's going to be another big game. It's going to be Buffalo and Kansas City again, probably in a prime time slot, I'm regular sure. season. There'd be another game to look forward to. Yeah, I, man, the Bucks didn't win the division the year they went to the Super Bowl. Had a nice cakewalk uh, schedule last year, and this year have murderers row. Have the NFC West. Have the AFC North. Uh, have you know KC on that schedule like. It, it's going to be rough. It's it's definitely going to be a uh, a prove it year for the Bucks and Tom Brady. I can't wait. I just can't wait for when the schedule fully releases so that I uh, can do my win loss prediction of what I think will happen. Wait, let me let me see. L L L L L L. Sorry, sorry, bud. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I did mean that, but. No, listen, Jack. Jack, it's, it's, Jack, listen, it's okay to have self doubt about your team. I, th- I think that might be where the Buccaneers stand with Brady at quarterback. You know? Like, you should have retired. If, if Brady would have retired, you could definitely be making those jokes. But I have the utmost faith. But, well, in my especially team right when, now. especially when, you, especially when you have Blaine Gabbert at quarterback. Yeah. Do you want to talk about who's out of this whole group of four? Let's literally, yeah, let's compare quarterbacks right now. I was about please, to say. <laughs> please, let's talk about where our quarterbacks are and where your quarterback is. Thank you. Uh, all right. Silence. Anyways, anyways. No, all right. no comment. See, I, and that's how that's how we roll right into the rankings. Two episodes in a row, just shutting you all down. All right. Uh, this goes without Welcome question, undeniable, no questions asked, clear cut. Number one, Kyle. Mother, Hamilton, the best player in this draft, bar none. Chaz, go. Get him. Player one. Player one. I love him in everything. Everything that a safety does, he's good at. Great range, play speed, processing, tackling, clicking downhill in the run game and out of zone to make plays on the ball. Oh, I can't. I I love the man. He – he can fit in any scheme. He can run any. He can play any. Uh, he can play any zone. He can play deep, deep half, deep third, deep one. He can play underneath coverages. Play hook curls. He can cover tight ends one on one. He can cover slots one on one. Not as well, I will say. He's not gonna, you know, just come in and be shutting down Hunter Renfro from the slot. But the man is the best safety prospect that I have personally ever scouted. Um, the only real downside is getting off blocks. It's his only complaint for me. 
is he could be better once he gets on blocks. He can do a better job shedding them. But typically he's so quick at processing what the play is and coming downhill that he doesn't get blocked. So I love him. I think he should be in consideration for the top five pick. I don't know why everybody's uh, dropping him all the way down to like the twenties and mock drafts. I don't see. I don't see that. that. That drives me up the wall when I see that. Yeah. So like, I don't like. Obviously, he's not gonna go one overall just because of positional value. He's not a tackle. He's not an edge rusher. He's not a quarterback. If you're not one of those positions, you're not going one overall. But in my opinion, he is the best player in this draft, and. Whatever team grabs him is probably going to be the best pick of the first round because the value is going to just not be beatable because I think he's player one. So he's going to get drafted into teams, and I'm going to be upset. Just like what happened with Derwin James, I'm going to be I'm going to be upset. I can, I can tell you that, but I'm going to be ecstatic for my man Kyle Hamilton where he goes. If he starts slipping into the teens like Derwin James did, and he is, I think – I would put him up there with Minka and say I think Minka and him were the two best safeties that I've personally ever scouted. But to try and find a negative in this film, like it was almost impossible. And you could just admit he's six four. He's not going to be able to cover like it, your feet are too far apart. You're not going to be able to cover a Hunter Renfro, an elite route runner in the slot that's way quicker than they are fast. It's just not going to happen. Like you, that's don't even think about it. Don't even put him in that box because it's not. But if you're talking about tight ends, oh, he'll lock a tight end down like it's nothing. Like it's it's not even going to be. He's going to come in day one and be one of the best cover safeties in the NFL. He's going to be one of the be- the most rangy safeties. He's going to be one of the best ball hawking safeties. He's going to be one of the best safeties in terms of against the run. And off the edge when he comes in on blitzes, it just there's nothing, nothing that I don't like about him. I mean, the heavy hitter, the size, the length, the speed. He's got offensive lineman type length. Like he's that big, that physically gifted. So there's just nothing. I'll try to leave a little bit of meat on the bone, but man, he's just amazing. Nate. Yeah, I mean, all everything that you guys said. It just. Love to watch him. Uh, uh, amazing traits. Um, I think if you're going to nitpick and try to find some things, um, yeah, coming off blocks, getting off blocks, especially on like blitzes, things like that, he can get held up a bit. I think he can be a little grabby in coverage. Um, we're, we're, again, we're nitpicking, though. I think that's kind of where you can try and find some negatives there and say um, – you know, he could be a bit grabby, things like that, but he, he's an eraser. He's going to be one of those safeties that that upgrades the whole defense uh, being back there um, and, and can do it all. Nick, how high do you think he actually goes? Um, I know you said it, it irritates you seeing him fall that far. Do you have a it, landing it drives spot? Me up the wall. I think he doesn't get past St. Lana at eight. That's the lowest I think I could see him go. And it's at Atlantic for because a Atlanta like they have every need in the book except for maybe cornerback. Uh, I'm trying to think where else they don't have any needs. It's hard for like I just don't see how Atlanta passes them up at eight because uh, that defense is a train wreck. But 
that side note. Yeah, when I, I did a report on him, it, you don't know how difficult it really was to find a true weakness in Kyle Hamilton. I, I had to be a little nitpicky because uh, his tackling, like, I love his tackling. I, he, he's a great tackler, but he, a little nitpicky because he does have a habit of being too over-aggressive and, you know, missing some tackles. But that's a little nitpick. He'll he'll get better when he's fully in, uh, in there. But he does have a durability issue. He, I think he had a knee and foot issue. Uh, it never was really specified if it was, if it was the foot or ankle he injured. Like I think it was his sophomore year, if I, was, if I remember. But he did have a little bit of an issue. But besides that, I mean, you would regret passing on Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. His range is so elite that he oh literally takes away almost – Almost. At least a third of the field, if not half the field. He really does. And that play against uh, Florida State, oh man. My. Opposite hash Shoot. to the sideline. Oh, my God. That four five nine means nothing to me. Literally and nothing to me. I watched that play live. He, and shit bricks. He, <laughs> he reacts. Even, yeah, his play speed the, is not four five at all. And his reaction no time way. is far superior the, to anybody else. Like I think the it's reaction the... time is what clears it up. If it if it All is right. a true four five nine or whatever, the reaction speed and his anticipation go, just clear, cleans watch, it all up. It's easily two tenths faster. As well. Two tenths faster than anybody Purdue. else. At least go watch the Purdue film. He he that film I because I watched the film like a bunch. My goodness, he he's fantastic. You know the other the other big thing he played Gunner. You're the best player on the team, and you're still playing Gunner, like. That oh is God. ultimate teammate shit right there. Like, that is what you want. So, I'm going to, like, uh, I got a question. If you're an NFL GM, I know, I let's, let's, let's take out all of this BS. Chaz, you love this dude so much. If you're Jacksonville, who needs help everywhere, do you actually, do you consider him at number one? When he, with with him being that good, or is there really that limitation to how much a safety can actually impact uh, a, a defense or a team overall? I would not factor him in at one overall, and my reasoning is: say he's a ten out of ten safety, best safety in the league. How does that impact your defense more? than, say, a top 10 edge rusher in the league? Or how does that does that impact your defense more than, say, a top 10 off at left tackle for Trevor Lawrence? You know, like, my it's just the positional value there. It It's not fair for me to go for number one, but it would definitely make me entertain trade backs more I will say if somebody wants to come up and I'd be like, if I lost out on one of those players, like one of those uh, uh, premium positional players and fell back into like the seven, eight, seven through 10 range. And Kyle Hamilton was there for me on a platter. I pulled the trigger, but at one overall, it's a little rich simply just because of positional value to me. I mean, you go through right. and you look at, like, every – I mean, maybe minus this year because you could say 
the back end of the Rams defense was pieced together with a, a retired veteran who came in and stepped up and had uh, an outstanding performance uh, throughout his playoff stretch. But if you look at the Bucks had Winfield, uh, Casey had um, had the Honey Badger. Uh, you look at New England had Patrick Chung. They had McCordy. Uh, you had uh, Philly had a, a stellar stellar back end of the defense. Malcolm Jenkins, Jenkins Malcolm was still Jenkins. was still uh, uh, you know one Seattle. of the better ones. Denver before that. I'm trying to think of the veteran safety they had. It it, it does. It may not. Yes, you could say Seattle, but Seattle lost. And they still had, you could say New England again, they had Patrick Chung and McCourty still at that point. And then you could go Seattle. And then you look at Baltimore and and Earl Thomas. So, like, there has been an elite almost every year. There are elite or, if not, top five safeties winning Super Bowls. I think when you get to that end, it does make a huge, huge difference having one of those guys on the back end. Most of those teams also have star either pass rush oh, yeah. ability or also they have star like coverage corners. I agree. Like Seattle, the Legion of Boom wasn't, you know, racking up like sacks in less than two and a half seconds. Like the, uh, like their front line wasn't, but like Richard Sherman and Brandon Bounder was giving like, was extremely helpful to Earl Thomas and like same deal with, uh, in Denver. I'm, They, they had the corners too because they had and, um, they had Chris Cam, Harris and Akeem Talib. And right. Cam refused to die for the football. Yes, but that like either way, those um, those safeties are allowed to be what they are because of what's in front of them. So I'm not gonna say that. Obviously, like I, again, I love Kyle Hamilton. He is my player one, but. Safety is probably the second. Oh, not second. I'm not gonna like try and rank them, but corners and edge, like pass rush, is more important than safeties. You just need smart football players as safety. You don't need elite football players as safety to win. But having it's not a bad thing. I'll say that. We're having a little technical difficulty with OBS right now. Um, we missed. A split second of that. Um, I think we're still recording, but let's just hold up until uh, this is fixed right now. So kind of give it just a second before we go back into takes. Um, but I do think there is valid points. But like at what point, I mean, where do we now start ranking safeties? You know, is it, I mean, yeah, quarterback, you got offensive tackle, you've got edge, you've got... All right, cool. We are back. All right, we're good. Uh, if you guys didn't hear that or if you guys couldn't hear us through that little uh, hiccup, uh, we apologize. Uh, technical difficulties are always the name of the game. Um, we are back. And basically, uh, if you didn't get to hear Chaz's uh, point, basically saying a veteran uh, smart safety uh, is what you need. Somebody who can just not lose the game for you uh, is is more valuable Um or isn't as you know having having that safety is necessary, but it isn't as valuable as the edge rusher 
or as the shutdown uh, corner that you do need, which I do agree with. But um, when you have a pattern of you know some of the, the best safeties in the game with Super Bowl rings, um, I think it definitely needs to be taken into consideration. And at least seeing what Antoine Winfield Jr. did for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, kind of bring, being the tone setter, uh, if you have a tone setter on the back end of your defense, it just kind of adds a level of intensity, a level of, uh, you know, like I said, a tone. It's it's he sets the tone. They set the tone on the back end. So I I want me a safety. I want me two good safeties. I want three good safeties on my team. That's the way I think most teams look at it nowadays. But yeah. um, all all of us have had them on our runs. You had Winfield. I had Bates. Nate had Honey Badger. Nick traded away Jamal Adams. We're all good. We're all yeah. in unison yeah. here. We're all it's equal playing field. All right. You guys want to get into number two, or do you guys want to spend all episode talking about the best player in, in the draft? You mean Cam Chancellor 2.0? Is who? Kyle Hamilton. I think he's Cam Chancellor 2.0. Cam Chancellor yeah, really can't hold a fucking candle to what Kyle Hamilton will do in the NFL. In coverage? Yeah, no, absolutely not. I like the hits, like like in the size comparison, but yeah. as a cover, as a like coverage player, true. Am athleticism is not that, yeah. No, but Fair yeah, point, body but, size, uh, six six four yeah. corner or six four safety, six four D back. Yeah, I get yeah. It. body body type definitely, but uh, style wise, uh, you're you're talking about there's like two or three or four other wrinkles and facets to the game that Kyle Kyle Hamilton brings in comparison to kind of a one-dimensional hard-hitting safety in cam chancellor who is a great safety i love cam um was yeah, very uh, was was heartbroken since, for that since, man heartbroken yeah. for that man i will i will put it this ever way. since i maybe will disagree with me here but i ever since cam left that's kind of what also contributed to the seahawks because ever since he left that defense went a slow decline i also <laughs> contribute that to bad drafting yeah, on yeah. Seattle's parts and a bad use of draft resources and capital. CJ Collier. Yeah. That was LJ Collier. CJ, LJ, same thing. Me and names. All right. We got Hill. We got Brisker. We got Brisker. Uh, and when we come down to it, we have a two- a four, a two, and a three for Daxon Hill. So he ever so slightly edges Brisker. Um, I think that, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, somebody who's an Ohio State fan, maybe, maybe this doesn't like that Michigan player. Maybe, 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 I'm just, just maybe. But uh, I hey, love them. I love them. I will say this uh, he's the only other, I think, complete package at the safety position. Uh, he's always around the ball. He's got that elite four three speed and uses it well. It's it actually shows up on film. Um, solid mechanics, um, in and out of his breaks really quick. Uh, he reads and reacts very very well. Um, great in man coverage. Like he could actually play any position in the secondary. I think, uh, including uh, nickel or slot corner. Unlike our boy that we just talked about, um, and and do very well in it. I think he's the most versatile defensive back in the entire draft class. And that's why I, I wish, I wish Nick that we needed a safety. Cause I would love 
some some uh, uh Daxton yes Hill. you do need to see it no, we're not doing this we're not doing this today uh <laughs> nate <laughs> you agree me. you agree with me at the very least i agree with uh you. tell he tell me is, why he is because of that versatility um he he can play all across that back end and he can do it well he can excel at it he can play the corner he can play safeties um He's got the athletic traits. Um, the size is kind of the where he's average, his mm-hmm. build. Um, that's kind of where he he falls off. That's why he's not as um, that's why Hamilton hasn't beat beat out. He just has those those physical traits and tools and everything um, that he does a little bit, and he uses them at more of an uh, elite level. <clears throat> um, but he'll. Um, like I said, he can play everywhere. I think the the one knock on him, like I said, was the size and and just the play strength. I don't think he can lock up tight ends as well. Um, I think that that could be where he struggles at on the back end, but everywhere else, um, he excels and you can move him all around. He can be a weapon everywhere. Yeah, he's so good around the line of scrimmage. Like he plays big. He may not have play strength, but he definitely plays big and is another one of those like alpha males on the field. He was. I mean, I know there's been there's so many great players on the field, but when you're watching his film, like he stands out over so many of these other guys, you know, these future NFL talents. Like it's just he flashes on film. Uh, Chaz, what was your take on uh, on Dax Hill? You're the lowest on him at number four. Um, no, I, I, I genuinely, I generally agree with everything you guys said. Uh, my big complaint, quote unquote, it's. He plays bigger than he actually is, and I don't think Donald. And if he's gonna be primarily a box safety or somebody that plays with underneath zones or in the slot, I don't know if that size will like make it make an impact on his like durability in the league and his able his ability to one stay healthy and two make it through a whole season and stay at his level that he can do if he is used right i think i think his landing spot matters a lot more than some of these other players because he is somebody that can blitz i love his i love his blitzing ability um he is somebody that can be placed to be used as a chess piece around the field but i do like him better in the deep half than in the box but i think he projects better in the box but his size is a worry to me if he can make it through a full nfl season at the level of impact that he can play at with that limited size and frame banging in the tackle or banging in like the run game all season long is my issue. That's my, that's, that's, that's my only like true downside on him, but yes, he is a complete safety and I would love to like have him on my team. Like that's not a, I I also want to say like, don't you don't say just because he went to Michigan. Jaquan Brisker went to Penn State. It's Big Ten talent out here. I'm with you, but I'm not gonna. Like, I'm not gonna down him just because he went to Michigan. Come on now. Yeah, but I mean Penn State, Penn State, Ohio State. That's not the same rivalry. It's not, but Penn State thinks it is. So. <laughs> the shade. Touche. Touche. Uh, Nick, you had him at number three. Uh, tell me why he isn't your number two tight end like he should be. Just kidding. Tight end. I mean, uh, uh, safety. Sorry. 
Okay. Yeah, you're forgiving. We're you're almost forgiving. we're I... almost through these. We're almost through these. I'm, I'm, it's uh, <laughs> it's been a long three weeks. Remember, I'm the only one that's made every one yeah. of them. So. Yeah. Think. No. Yeah, yeah Chaz, uh, you've been here. You've been here too. Sorry, my hosting duties is what I consider. I'm the only one hosting. Yeah. yeah uh, you guys pretty much said what I really wanted to say, but I did want to ask you guys this one. The only reason why I feel like Brisker's a little better than Hill is, is I feel like Brisker's a little more proven than uh, Daxton Hill is. Would you, Chaz? Would you agree with me that he's a little like unproven with? the way he is athletically and the way he is uh, on the field. Would you agree with me on that? Um, I will say that 4-3-8 speed kind of surprised me at the combine just because of, like, I, I never really saw it when he – he can play in a slot, but he – I don't know if it's a hip thing, like hip fluidity, but carrying up the seam was never really his forte. Yeah, but I'm not gonna say that he's not proven athletically because he's not a bad athlete on film at all. But I do think his combine numbers didn't match the film just a tiny bit. But like everybody ran fast on that track in Indy, so I kind of like. It. Yeah, yeah, because I kind of thought of that when I was uh, watching him uh, at the combine. I just, uh, I don't know. He just needs to be a little more proven with that, I guess. But what you guys really said, I agree with. So I, I really don't have much to add on, but I just feel, feel like Brisker's more of a proven commodity than Hill is, in my opinion. That's why I have him ranked. But it was close. I, I seriously debated this for like a few days on whether to rank Hill over him. Yeah, I could say like the guys that I have at least ranked two through five, I wouldn't make a huge argument over where they where you slot any of these next next four. Hamilton one, and then at least the guys that I have two through five. I could kind of interchange them. But I also will say, if Kansas City's going to take someone in the secondary at 29 or 30, I'd want it to be Hill. Yeah. If they're going to use it, use one of those two in the secondary. You guys, yeah, could you could use him. I think Brisker maybe adds that uh, same uncertainty that uh, Daniel Sorensen kind of brought to coverage. That's my personal knock, uh, but we'll get there. Uh, we'll get there right now, I believe. Um, so with my number three, again, you can't read it. I'm sorry. Uh, Jalen Petrie, we got Daxon Hill. We got Brisker. Uh, we got Lewis Seen. Lewis? Uh, oh, Seen, um, yeah. Lewis but Seen. I think uh, we had Brisker at two for Chaz, three for Nate, two for Nick, and then me, I have him all the way at number five. Um, just because of the coverage ability. Um, so let's start it off. Uh, Nick, uh, you've been, you've been doing cleanup duties, so feel free. Um, why are you so high on him? He cracks the, the top, the top two for you. Um, obviously that it's gotta be the hard hitting thunderous tackling ability and everything else that he brings. Uh, he can, can we call him the hardest hitting safety? Arguably. Uh, uh, arguably one uh, of it's it's hard. There's yeah, quite one, a few. Of, one of one of I, one of. I say Hamilton's. I say Hamilton's a little bit higher than him, but yeah, I, I'd say Hamilton's a little higher. But what do you what do you like about Brisker? Uh, well, of course, what you said with that hard hitting ability is just this guy's a wrecking ball, but he's aware as well. Like I could he tracks very well if someone's coming after him in coverage coverage is a bit of an issue I do I will give you I will agree with you on that but he sees what's going on he can react he's just got to do a better job of you know finishing and 
doing a bit, little bit of a better job with the closing ability. You know what I mean? Uh, he is, he's, he does a great job, like I said, with the reading. He has a decent posture, like when he is, uh, you know, go, running around and when he's in his uh, stance getting ready for, to uh, make a play. He could, you know, use a little work on that. And, uh, sorry, I'm catching my breath here. Uh, a, a thing that I also really like is, like, this guy is fast. Like, Brisker, yes, I believe at the uh, combine you're in a 4-4-9. I think he's a little quicker than that. But because he, with the awareness, he can react quickly. He can make an impact as fast as he can. But there's really a lot, a lot to like about Brisker, and I feel like he's more of a uh, proven commodity than Daxon Hill is. Where Daxon Hill, like, yeah, like he shows flashes of this, but Brisker is more solidified in those skills than Hill is. Chaz, you had him at two. Uh, what do you, what do you got to add and to elaborate on? Um, one thing I will say, it, I do think he is. I think that four four nine is accurate. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, he plays faster because same deal as Kyle. He's a good processor. You, I, he can read a play and has and he has good play recognition and he can know where he needs to go and get there. But the athleticness, like the the athleticism, is limited. He is kind of tight hipped, and that's why he does get beat in coverage at times, as as Jack hinted to earlier. Uh, we're having some inconsistencies in that area. Um, I do love his processing, though. His processing is good in the pass game and the run game. Um, even it, coming downhill, he is very, he's very like explosive off the um, like off when once the ball carrier gets the ball, he darts in. He's it's and you can kind of tell like Michigan used Dax as a blitzer, like you're penetrating this play, go get the ball carrier. Versus Jaquan, you can kind of tell that like oh he was like. It was more read and react in his sense versus Dax was like, hey, go get him versus uh, Jaquan being like, oh, I have to go go get this dude. You know what I mean? So um, one thing about him is his ball skills and timing is top notch. Like he I don't think he committed any penalties over the last two seasons. So he like he's getting he's disrupting the ball or, or disrupting the catch point he's getting there on time he's doing it clean he's a good hitter and really that his teammates rally around him and you can tell he's his energy is infectious that game against wisconsin when he got the uh he he took over that game in the second half every play that penn state needed to for defense like it was it was a classic big 10 game i'll watch him all day on on saturdays and Classic Big Ten game went zero 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 at halftime. Jahan Dotson caught a deep pass and and that was the first score of the game. I think that was the only touchdown of the game. And Brister was making plays on the back end all game long. Go watch that game, like highlights on YouTube, whatever. The dude's a baller. I like him a lot. He got a game winning pick. Everybody like his his teammates rallied around him, and you could tell that's I, I love Brisker. He's just one of my personal guys. Nate, you uh, have anything to add to that? Uh, you're you're had him at three. I have him at five. Um, I think we can kind of speak start start leaning towards some of the negatives. But you have anything you liked it like from his film? 
Yeah, I mean, just kind of everything that, that everyone else said. Um, I lo- love him up in the box. He's a big thumper. Um, uh, blitzer as well, um, utilizing him in that role. Um, I think the, you know, one of the knocks that you may uh, say is he's more of a hitter than a tackler. I think sometimes he can come in and, and not wrap up, not kind of be as controlled and as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, technical, technical. Yeah. Technical. Um, he's not as secure sometimes in that role or in that, in that area, as far as tackling, I think some, you know, bigger, stronger backs are just going to, he's not going to be able to bring them down as well, unless he's more, um, more technical, more, um, secure in that role. Yeah. For me, let's see where I have him. Um, I mean, he plays the run like a linebacker and he's only 200 pounds. Uh, he is at true box safety where a lot of his, his highlights, a lot of what you see was, you know, pressures, tackle for losses, sacks, uh, kind of living behind the line of scrimmage, took on blocks really well. And when he was blitzing off the edge, uh, kind of bounced off him and really good contact balance. Um, he's very, very instinctual. I think like I, I will harp on that. Uh, he may not be in terms of like closing speed. He's not beating. He's not beating the ball to the wide receiver, but he's always the one making the tackle. Always. I mean, he's always around the ball. If it's in the run game, if it's in the pass game, uh, that's what he does best. Uh, he's one of those guys that he will yards after catch ain't gonna happen if he's there, um, unless he's going for that headshot, that killer headshot, which he does do. He kind of leans. He goes. He goes for the shoulder. Uh, you know, before he he'll he'll try to wrap up. But I see. I don't think he has that great of ball skills. I think he left so many interceptions on the table. I was kind of low on that. That's why I have him at five and not three or four like you guys do. Um, you know, I don't think he has the best hands. I don't think he high points the ball as as good as you guys are kind of leading leading off. Um, I, I think that there is struggles when it comes to um, cover it. You know, being able to uh, you know route recognition and stuff like that. He's not making the breaks on it. He's making the break very good when the ball is in the air, but he's not beating it. He's not beating the receiver to the ball, and that's kind of where my knock was on him. And I think that's my biggest knock. It's just he's somewhat stiff, you know, when you see him in man coverage, um, and he kind of will get stuck and kind of wait for a play to happen, you know. Um, he's not he's not jumping the gun, which, again, can bite some some safeties in the ass. Uh, but it's just something I didn't see, and I just like the I, I like what he brings to the table. But I think Petrie brings that same uh, level around the line of scrimmage, and then does more when it comes to to coverage. So that's why I had him at three and and uh, and Brisker at five. But I'm not mad at it. I just don't think he it has the ball skills, the coverage ability uh, to succeed in the NFL. Can I be wrong? But I'm I'm, I'm kind of lower on him compared to everybody else, and and all I have is to say is coverage. I'll say I think like when you say ball skills, I'll say ball tracking. Yeah, is where I like it just because okay. like yeah, uh, he he isn't really as productive on a ball as you would like, which I I do agree with you there. But I think he he's more so like I'm not gonna try to like go disrupt the ball, I'm gonna dislodge the ball. Like, yeah. I, I'll, like, I'll get – he doesn't want to commit that penalty. Like I say, he's very clean in terms of getting to the – like, meeting the receiver at the ball. But I think, like, where you say he doesn't beat the receiver the ball, I think he meets the receiver at the ball at a high level. So, 
I think that's just his play style. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not a, I'm not against that. I'm not going to argue that, that that at all. I just like that's that's what I wrote down is he's not he's not he's not breaking on the ball like some of these other guys to where you know you have a comeback route and he literally runs the route for the receiver, takes the ball and it's and it's a pick six. You've seen that with some of these other safeties. You're definitely seeing it with some of these other DBs. I he's not jumping routes and that's kind of why I I think he's going to have. Um, at least a trans. There's going to be at least a transition period. I think his his you know ceiling could definitely be up there of starting caliber safety, but I think he might have a a bigger transition period than some of these other guys. But again, if he plays that sub package linebacker role and he and he gets into a good fit where he's just being utilized to his strengths, I think he could be a hell of a player in the NFL. Um, let's get into number four. Have we seen? Damn it. Lucy. I can't get my fucking posted. Oh, all right. We're good. We're good. We're good. All right. Daxon Hill. All right. So let's talk about uh, some Lewis scene. I will go on over to you, Mr. Nate. Uh, what do you like about him? Uh, well, I think we, we touched on it earlier with uh, someone else, but I, the number one thing that I have on him is closing speed. That, that jumps off tape when you, when you watch this dude, um, he can come, across the formation, across coverage, and close down on people. Um, it, it just it just jumps off the screen. You love to see it. Um, I think the traits that he has, his physical tools, his physical traits are right up there with, with all of these other top guys. Um, I think some of the um, roles that he was used in, I don't think accentuated all of his skills that, that he could have. So... There's some projection there with what he could be in the NFL, um, but I mean some of the, some of the plays that he made that that you could uh, look at and say I can put him here and and he's gonna be able to cover that that area that deep half that that range is uh, you know some of those traits really jumped off. That's Chaz, what I liked you were, about him. You were the you were the highest on him at three. Um... What what makes the distinction between uh, Scene and Petrie and and uh, Hill? Um, I think Scene has the second best range um, in the class. Like uh, I think he can be the best deep safety outside of Hamilton in this draft. Um, his range is elite. His click and close is elite. I really like his um. Uh, his ability to, like, like you said, just see, see ball, get ball. But my downside on him is his ball skills. Uh, like he'll he'll crack you over the middle, and if you if you come in his area, you gonna get hit pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. But his ball skills are not good. He drops a lot of interceptions, and he's also really uh just. I'm trying to think of the best word for this to make not trash him. He's a, uh, let's just say he's, he's better in pursuit than he is as a um, coverage player. I'll yes. say, yeah, like just, he's, he has bad, he takes bad angles to the ball. He's not a good ball tracker. There it is. I, I couldn't get it in my uh, head. He's, he's not the best ball tracker, but he has the range, and if he can 
get better at tracking the ball, he can be one of the better deep half safeties in like in this class. I'm going to say in the league, I almost said that, but he has more upside as a back end safety than you know Hill or uh, Brisker. But they're going to make bigger, better impact plays early on in their career. Yeah, I think there's kind of a um, a safe, you know, a, a safe approach to if you draft him, you know, you know what you're getting. Uh, he's not going to make those super splash plays, but he's he's an elite athlete, um, very instinctual, but he does have bricks for hands. That is something like I I wrote down was the hands were just not that good. Um, he was trying to catch, you know, trying to catch balls, you know, uh, with the chest and. It was just kind of bad, but in terms of being that tone setting, you're safety, jumping in and out a lot there. Am I? I will say. All right. Yeah, uh, you're cutting in and out. I'm not sure what to do. Uh, I think I would say I think I'm good, but I'm not. Um, let me close everything up and see if that helps. All right. Well, I'm gonna talk, and if uh, it gets clipped, it gets clipped. Um. He's better in zone, like I said, that read and react. Um, he's adequate man coverage, but can be a liability at times. Uh, you know, the fluidity as an athlete, uh, although he is an a- he's a great athlete, I think it's straight line athleticism um, in terms of like once he can pinpoint something, he's going to go get it. But I p- did write down, and I've never used this term before, lateral nightmare. Like if you're running, if you're running east to west, <laughs> you're 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 f, you're screwed. He's he's so fast. Like if, if he sees it and he reads and reacts uh to the run, and I think that's what Chaz was kind of alluding to. Um he's he's gonna make a play in the run game. He's gonna make that tackle for loss. But I'm freezing up quite a bit right now, so I'm just going to uh to shut up and, and send it on down to Nick. Nick, can you hear me? Nick, you're up. Oh, I'm up? Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, so you guys pretty much said what uh, I really want to say. I will add two things. I do think he's a little too over-aggressive. I forgot what was years – I think this – if I remember correctly, I think it was against Pitts. Like, he targeted uh, he targeted him, and it resulted in a big penalty. That got, I think it got him ejected years I, – I, I, I believe it was against Kyle Pitts. He got ejected from that hit, and uh, that's a big – downside i have with him another one that i kind of have is he sort of seemed like a little lost in coverage i don't know if it's because he was a bit out of position or if it was like he was a little iffy on press coverage or man-to-man but this is something off with him about in coverage i'm pretty sure if i were a betting man that he was out of cover like he was constantly out of position which could be an issue when he gets into the league, but there's a lot to like about him. There's a lot of upside regarding scene. Uh, and you guys pretty much said a lot of the pros. I just wanted to add in, you know, the aggressiveness there and uh, the fact that I think he's a little out of position sometimes. I agree with hundred percent of that. Um, I am back. I am good. I don't know what happened. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about with Scene? Uh, do you have any projections? Do you think late day two or mid day two? We think in late second round, early third. Where are we he, thinking in terms of projections? He's been getting first round buzz ever since the combine. He's been getting like I've been seeing him mocked as high as uh, one of the Eagles picks. 
Uh, wow. that's too high. I haven't seen that. Wow. That's too high. I've seen him going 19. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that a few times. I, I He's, in ter- I'll say, sent over the last, like, few weeks, I've seen him be the second highest mock safety. As a, and, like, there are only typically two safeties going in the first round in mocks, and he's the second one. Yeah. I, sh- I struggle with that one, seeing him going in the first. I get it, the I athletic profile. The athletic profile is going to boost him up big time. Yeah. Um, and, and you can't can't deny it. Again, I, I, I said it, so I can't be a hypocrite. If you're a coach and you don't believe in your abilities to coach, then uh, I don't know what to tell you. Damn it, I cannot, cannot win. All right, let's get through this uh, last one right now. I might be without um, some visual... Uh, I got Jalen Petrie at third. I have uh, Jaquan Brisker at five. Um, and Kirby Joseph. Definitely did not see him making the list. Uh, we will talk about him in some perlatives. Uh, Jalen Petrie is actually one of my favorite safeties out of this whole group. He probably gets me most excited uh, knowing that, you know, Kyle Hamilton isn't going to even sniff my team. Uh, you know, Dax, uh, Dax and Hill. Again, I don't think we need safety help right now. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they took a safety mid to late rounds uh, to add some depth. But currently, I think they're doing all right. Uh, but yeah, they will need to to uh, get one of those for the future. So if somebody like Jalen Petrie is sitting there and he is falling down the board, I wouldn't be. God, I would be excited. Uh, ball hawker, blitz. I, I mean, a, a tremendous blitzer, open field tackler, do all safety with great instincts. He is a true Swiss Army knife. They played him at the start position. He played linebacker. He played safety. He played strong safety, weak safety. He played on the top. He played on the outside at cornerback at times. Uh, he was their he was their best player. Um, and I know it's it's Baylor. It's not saying a whole heck of a lot. Uh, but relentless, high motor effort, outstanding around the line of scrimmage, and a high football IQ. Um, he's he's one of my favorite players to watch. He really was. He got me super excited because he is so versatile. He's so good. He's he's really good at everything. He's not great at anything, but he's just really, really good at everything. And that's why I had him as high as number three because I think after Kyle Hamilton and Dexton Hill, uh, he's the next best all-around safety. And he's got athleticism to match, but the only knock is he needs to improve in, in man coverage. Um, look lost at times. Could easily get beat. Um, wasn't the best in terms of press. Uh, you know, would would kind of get overly aggressive and, and has had that, that issue with being overly aggressive at times. Um, but yeah, footwork can footwork can be a little loose. I wouldn't say messy. I won't go sloppy, uh, but it can be loose. And so he, he definitely needs help um, when it comes to man coverage. But outside of that, everything else, uh, him in space in coverage is, is just something I really, really enjoy watching. Um, floor is can open, I, gentlemen. Can I be a- I'm sorry. Can I be honest with you, Jack? Uh, the it. only reason why he's on my top five is that I, I really see him more as a linebacker than as a safety, and I feel like a switch from him to linebacker would be a more better fit for him in the NFL. So uh, 200? Yeah. That's just me. He played at like 195 pounds or 190 pounds. I think, I think he's no, right around the 200 mark right now, but. I know, but. I just feel like he has more of his skills for a linebacker than he does for a safety. He his hitting ability is just pretty. It's pretty good, but he's not good at coverage. Uh, press coverage, I think I agree with you. Is he's the worst. Man to man could use some work. 
but uh, I just the only reason why I don't have him as top five is I feel like he would be more of a linebacker. And yes, the weight could be an issue, but I feel like if he adds a little bit more strength to him, he would you'd be a great fit at linebacker. Like uh, a dime, like a dime sub package linebacker. Yeah, I think he's like, like talking a about like that, that that can that that uh oh uh, that Neil role that was just, that they just played counter Neil. Yes, like a Keanu Neal sort of role. I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched much uh, Falcons football in the last two to three years. So Cowboys football. I don't know how. Keanu, Keanu, Keanu was with the Cowboys. Now he's now he's moving back to safety with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, another reason why they don't need another safety. But... Uh, I disagree, but, you know. <laughs> what you got to do. But I will like. I'm. I guess I'm higher on his coverage than both of you guys, because uh, I, I like them. I like them in the slot a decent amount. I obviously got beat with some double moves. Yeah. But like he, I think he's one of the more versatile pieces at safety this year. Um, I like them in man coverage. I think I, honestly, my, one thing that neither you guys mentioned that I like about him a lot is his ability to uh, break up passes and play through receivers' hands. He's probably the best player in the class. At that, even uh, over I him, wouldn't go that even far. Even over Hamilton. Hey, watch him break up passes. He is top notch over, at, the, at the catch over point. Over Hamilton? I mean, I over want to leave some meat on the point? bone. I'm not, I'm not saying. Yeah. Like, I love Hamilton, clearly. But other people can be better than Hamilton at certain aspects of their game, yes. And. Petrie playing through playing through a receiver's hands at the catch point, that's like that's that's that man's bread and butter, baby. Like if, if he's on you and and you're not you're not uh, you're not getting a 50-50 ball over Jalen Petrie. No way. Oh. Like he like he did not let that happen. Either way, I think his coverage ability is better than you guys are letting on, especially out of the slot. I think he can play a decent amount of nickel. He is somebody who could be another chess piece for defense. I'm not going to go as far as to be play a full-time linebacker, but he is physical in the run game. He's good at diagnosing the run game and coming downhill and making a tackle. He's probably one of the better secure tacklers in this class. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you guys are a little, a little sleeping on his uh, man coverage ability, but his zone coverage ability, he has limited range. I agree with that, but he can he – can, he can mix it up in the slot a little bit better than what you guys are saying. I'm not saying he's going to be some elite slot corner, but I, I'm so high on the rest of his game that I think that was when when I'm finding that's that's the weakest point of his game. I think is being able to stay with those quicker uh, elite route runners. That's that's where I'll go with that. So don't 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 box me in with 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 with, with what what he's saying down there because this is like I said. I think this could be the steal of the safety class, bar none. Uh, 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 I could see your point, but I, I don't think he's the steal of the uh, safety class. In my opinion, in my opinion, I just I think there's one other safety I think is the steal. But uh, we'll get we'll get to that. Nate. Yeah, I I think the uh, uh, I agree with Jack with a lot of uh, a lot of what you said. I think a lot of what we said about Daxton Hill applies to Petrie as well. Um, the versatility and everything. I have Hill a little bit more because I. I like his range better. I like his his uh, his uh, coverage abilities um, a little bit better. But I, I I agree with Chaz that I don't think it's a major deficiency with Petrie. 
um, as far as coverage. I just I just like Hill's range better. Um, but as far as a chess piece and being versatile and being able to come up and blitz out of the safety position and still still play slot, still play um, kind of that box uh, box safety as well. Um, I really like him. Uh, again, same thing I said with with Hill. If Kansas City doesn't go secondary in the first round, and Petrie's still there at fifty, roll with it. Let's go. All day. Wouldn't, wouldn't be. I, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at the pick. I'd be upset because that would definitely be the upgrade and the and the uh, versatility you guys have needed at that position. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we'd have we'd have a a set of three safeties that would be killer. Yep. And I would love it. Yeah. I think, I think you you and uh, Ashton are just so happy Daniel Sorensen is no longer going to be a liability. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that dude has been the bane for a while now. Uh, I was so happy. Uh, the first game, not the playoff game, but the first game in Cincinnati, after, and they came out the uh, half, and Daniel Sorensen was just up in cover two, and Jamar was, like, way behind it, just wide open. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> yeah i don't Sorensen know how many was... times i would scratch my head and be like you put him on an island against who you did what like it doesn't make any sense did you see how many have you seen the collage of I'm honey tired. badger of honey badger just going like... <laughs> that collage is probably why he's not in casey anymore <laughs> But the man did make two game-changing plays against Houston when we were down twenty-four nothing to 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 turn that game around and and get us a Super Bowl. So and he he for some reason he'll blow eight plays in a row and then he'll make a game-winning play and it's ridiculous. I, I won't go as far as to say a blind squirrel finds a nut, but <laughs> he is a high football. High, he's a high IQ, low athletic. We player. spent too much time like, talking about Daniel Sorensen. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> you sure? I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying it right now. I need to call. I'm gonna call uh, Ashton so you get his take real quick. Hey Ashton, we're talking Daniel Sorensen. What's what you got? It'll just be bleep 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 the whole way through. For real. <laughs> For real. They would take. They would take Willie Gay. Off the field to put Dan's. Oh uh, my <laughs> He'd be like he, Willie Gay can play his like, position better than he could. That's the thing. I know. You don't got to tell me. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. All right. Well, just be glad that he's in New Orleans. Just... Now, let's talk about. Let's talk about uh, Kirby <laughs> Joseph. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. Kirby Joseph. Yeah. Instead. Kirby Joseph is the only superlative uh, or the only person who didn't make the top five uh, that had a top five ranking. Um, so feel free, Nick. Why, why is this guy going to be the steal of the draft at the now, safety position? I, now I want to start off by saying he is raw. He's going to need a little more time to develop, but from what I've seen from him in 2021, man, he was a great, he was a great secondary player. Like he was very, very excellent with his awareness. He was like all over wherever, like, he noticed that there was someone who was wide open. If there was someone that was, uh, you know, about to go loose, he would be there to make the stop. He's a great tackler. Uh, powerful, 
like strength wise, he does need to get a little more strength to be more of a power hitter. But he he's decent. He has great ability to wrap around. Uh, he has great footwork. Uh, I wouldn't say smooth footwork. That's gonna need a little work. But uh, the way he's he's more of a corner, and he's more position versatile. He he could be fit a corner at safety, but he would be so great with the way he uh, is in coverage. He would be great man to man. He'd be great press. He would be great uh, uh, at zone. Uh, he just needs to be a little more consistent. Needs to improve a little more with his instincts. He and once he he gets that work done. He could be a very, very, very sneaky safety that's taken out of this class. I don't see him being a a day a, a round two pick, but I do see him as him sneaking into the maybe the second or the third. But I wouldn't shock me if he was in the fourth round. I do have a question. I have not seen any of Kirby Joseph to be real, so I'm I, I'm not going to dispute any points because I don't know much see, on him. But my question is. You said he was raw, but he had great awareness. Like, where is he raw? Is what He's is more raw of his in- instincts. And if you know what I'm saying, like, more the instinct side, he's a little raw. But his awareness, like, is is there. But okay. If you, if you get what I'm saying. Gentlemen, I'm, got, I'm, I'm high on him. You guys got anybody else at the cornerback uh, position worth mentioning? Safety position. Safety. <laughs> I just give a shout out to the possible first overall pick in the football name draft, uh, Smoke Monday. Best, best <laughs> name. That's up there. That's up there with Rocky Asin, for sure. And ha-ha. one of my guys that I'm not gonna like beat pound the table for him like crazy, but I really like Jerome McKinley the third out of Oregon. He's yeah, not somebody he's, that's top five consideration, but I liked him a lot. He he has like good short area quickness, and he's fluid, man. I loved him. I, I loved him. Uh, and against Ohio State, he pretty much won them that game because they didn't have uh, Kayvon, and he was the best player on that field that day. Period. So I like uh, Verone McKinley is somebody I liked a lot off of that one film and. He uh, I think he was all American, right, this year. But so, yeah. I I like Ron McKinley third a lot. Um, but he is like small. I think he's five ten. So, but he's one of my guys that like if somebody takes him in the fifth, sixth round, I'd be like, oh, good for him. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he uh develops into something well. That I like because I like I like his game and I like his attitude and swag. I did take notice of Brian Cook. Um, you know, you watch enough Cincinnati film, you're going to see some other guys stand out. And so definitely definitely meets the uh, athletic profile. Big, strong physical around the line of scrimmage. Um, got the length, you know, almost 32-inch arms. You know, he's definitely projection, uh, but high upside where, where you're probably going to get him, which is going to be late day two, day three guy, likely. So... I think there's a lot of upside in that pick. A guy that could, that is uh, one of one of my other assignments that I, I did like watching a lot. I don't think he's uh, athletic enough uh, to play a full-time safety role, but a guy that, you know, 
that you, if you do want a dime linebacker, bigger guy that's going to play the box well, uh, Sterling Weatherford, uh, he's he's got a lot of ability there. Um, I think he's a guy that that would serve better to move to that type of dime linebacker type role. Um, he can cover tight ends. Uh, he can, you know, short area zones. He and he closes downhill. He is a downhill player. Um, but yeah, that's another guy. I just kind of like he's going to be a, a later round type of guy. Gentlemen, we got one more positional group to go. We got a mock draft and uh, some call-outs to do. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Um, I appreciate the the grind and all the hard work. Shout out to all of our scouts in the scouting department uh, for putting in so much work and getting all of this last-minute uh, work done and finished and everybody staying true to uh, due dates and deadlines as best we possibly can. Like I said, we all uh, procrastinate a little bit, all guilty of it, but... Uh, again, please go check out blitzlix.com forward slash NFL or 2022 NFL draft uh, for our big board rankings. Go check out our Twitter. You can see all of our scouting reports that are being posted um, by our amazing uh, content director and Jet, who's been kicking butt for us. A big shout out to Jet. Thank you. Um, and like I said, just, just uh, appreciate everyone in the scouting department right now uh kicking ass taking names that's what we do uh we are blitzalytics we are scouting meets analytics so we take all of those amazing positional traits uh give them a score and then there is a weighted metric that goes into it uh takes into consideration scheme fit positional responsibility all of that good stuff actually gives a weighted value to each trait um that translates best going from college to pro so go check those out we're the only only website doing it if you want to go uh Get strength, weakness, and big picture. You can go check out all those other websites. But if you want a full, in-depth scouting report, uh, check out blitzlytics.com. Uh, that's all I got. You can find me at Jack Bourgeois, J-A-C-K-B-O-O-S-H-W-A. Uh, but realistically, just go to blitzlytics.com uh, and check out all of our scouts, our podcasters, our data analytics majors, our data collection specialists, all kinds of stuff on the website, blitzlytics.com. Chaz, tell these people where they can find you. Find me at CCNFLDraft on Twitter. Again, full-time scout, part-time menace. Nate, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't die on, over there. More than a part-time menace? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's closer to full-time at this point. <laughs> well, well, when it's Daniel Falele, yeah. it's absolutely oh, full-time. Here we go. <laughs> You're doing yourself. Uh, I'm go for it, Nate. I'm uh, at Nate Kansas on Twitter and on Blissletics as well. Nick, tell these people where they can find you on LinkedIn and Blissletics.com. Well, of course, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Nicholas Smolik, uh, M U L L I C K. You can find me on Blitzlytics where I post a ton of. Uh, 